Hey, what's going on, everybody? This your boy, Jarrell, better known as Jay Mason. Welcome to another edition of Beyond the Album Cover, or a special edition, as I should say, where we get inside the entertainment industry with those in the know and give them their flowers while they're here to be celebrated. With me right now, I have a group of extraordinary gentlemen, two of the gentlemen I know very well. We attended University of North Carolina at Greensboro together, and we also have Mr. Mitch, no, not money-making Mitch, but movie reviewing, Mitch, the fellas from Candid at the Movies. What's going on, fellas, and welcome to Beyond the Album Cover. Doing great. Doing great. Good to see you, my guy. Yes, sir. Likewise, likewise, likewise. I mean, y'all supposed to introduce yourselves like a boy band. So, uh, Trav or Joe, (laughs) y'all should should go first. (laughs) All right, cool. Uh, I'll go ahead and go first, man. My name is Joe Stafford. Um, Currently in Greensboro, North Carolina. Married to one wife. Uh, father to two dogs, Lincoln Zelda. Um, educational wise, I got too much uh, educational debt, which is why I'm doing this. Um, I work full time. Uh, I speak another language. And uh, yeah, I'm just happy to be here. I enjoy, um, you know, everything, man. I got too many hobbies, bro. But this one is one that pays and I appreciate it. Oh, and yes, I'm Mitch. Better known as where is he at? We're still <laughs> looking for him. <laughs> um, Greensboro, North Carolina. Well, McLeansville now. Um, two, two, two beautiful kids. And if you check us out, you'll see them as well. One beautiful woman. And uh, just out here trying to get it. One day I will be money making Mitch. One day. He ain't through with me yet. <laughs> <laughs> And what's up, everybody? I am Travis. Uh, no lady in my life. No kids, just married to this job and making these movie reviews. Uh, I'm still in Greensboro, North Carolina, but from a small town, Eden, North Carolina. But, you know, everything's good. Just taking it one day at a time, you know, positive attitude. Yeah, but you just can't zoom past Eden, though, Travis, because Miss Tabitha Brown. It's from Eden, and she definitely putting on for NC right now. So definitely got to give big ups yeah. to Eden and what yeah. she's doing, man. Oh, yeah. Outside of her, about only other person we got big in Eden is Andre Chase in WWE and NXT. That's all we got. <laughs> and I got to interject. Travis is being a little humble right now. He is CEO and founder of uh, Candidate the Movies. And Mitch is the main man that came up with the name and the overall idea of Candidate the Movies when we had yep. a pass and was stealing money from movie pass. <laughs> I, I will say that Travis and Joe are the, are the workhorses, and I'm just bringing up the coattails. I'm trying to catch up. So you're you know, coming up the rear. I, I, give it, I give it all to these two brothers. They do their thing, and I'm trying to catch up with them. Uh, all right, so that kind of segued into my first question. How did Candid come about, and then where did each of your love of cinema come from? That's all you, Mitch. Go ahead and talk about it. So Candid started when, back when, well, the idea for it came when Movie Pass was out, and for $10, you could watch one free movie every day. And we just started watching movies like crazy. And we would stay after the movie and stand in the parking lot and just discuss the movie we just saw. And we would enjoy it. So we was like, we we need to do something with this. I think we have great opinions in movies. 
let's see what other people think. And then Travis just came out one day and said, hey, man, we're going to start this, this YouTube channel. And I said, all right. <laughs> and, that, and then Travis took it and ran. Yeah, man. It's definitely went just like that. It was nothing special. It was just like, screw it, let's do it. And sadly, it happened right before the pandemic started. So <laughs> we were kind of stuck with whatever came on a streaming service, which, you know, it was cool for a little bit. Then when everything started open, opening back up, we really got into it. And it's been crazy movie after good movie after bad movie ever since. And I'm Joseph come lately. I am the uh, business ideas guy slash money guy. Um, I do very much love movies and entertainment, um, you know, and, and, you know, Going to college, I actually ended up getting a communication arts degree and several of my classes actually were about movies and like breaking them down and writing, um, you know, different things about them, you know, as far as assignments go. And it was one of my favorite things to do. And, uh, you know, I would go to the movies with Travis about once a week <laughs> for a while and we would do the same thing, just sit out there in the parking lot, talking and talking and talking. But uh, what I really brought more of was more of like, okay, well, let's actually make this a business. Let's like, yeah, sure. We, we can talk about it and do, you know, great things, but let's, let's really like coalesce and try to get this LLC together and all of that stuff. That's, that's my, you know what I'm saying? That's on me, but um, yeah, these two fellas here made a, a wonderful thing. And I'm Joseph come lately to this. Yeah, so pretty much you like the Michael business, the business brains behind Candy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Bobby. <laughs> and I, I guess Tra Bobby. Travis Ronnie? Yeah, Man, he I hit my one note and there you go. <laughs> All right, so, 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 so you like Ricky, you're the cleanup guy that has the spots and you come in to do your thing well. Now I want to direct this to Travis and Joseph. Do you guys remember the spot on UNCG's campus where you could rent DVDs and videos? It was like tucked in the back by where the old Curry building was at? Yeah, yeah man. Oh, man, yeah. that was like our version of Blockbuster. It was like you could grab as many joints as you can. And it was because of that spot, I got to see Fear of a Black Hat for the first time. Directed by Rusty Cundy. To me, it's better Word. than CB4. Don't at me. At your mama. And uh, definitely <laughs> a great piece. So I definitely recommend you check out Fear of a Black Hat. But once again, Joseph and Travis, do you guys remember where we met at UNCG? How did we meet at? Was it in passing or was it like some of the mutual friends that we had kind of linked us up? I think it was more a mutual friend type of thing um, because, you know, you got to think about it, man. This has been some years, bro. Like we've known each other since we were 18, like children ourselves, man. So like going back, um, I just remember kicking it with you and Trav, man. Like, and I might've actually met you through Travis. I think it was because I remember meeting Jarrell through Chris Show Smooth. Shout out to him. And definitely we was just meeting up talking about uh, music and random stuff every now and then. <laughs> yeah, because for those that don't know, um, Travis and Joseph, we all went to UNCG together. Joseph later transferred to John C. Smith. We're going to get into that later. But UNCG was definitely the core 
of you know our beginnings and how from 04 to say 08, 09, that era of college, the best era. I mean, you had Rumble Latina in club, the various clubs downtown in Greensboro. I never went. I was the nerd that the guy in the Unforgettable video was talking about. I never went out. I was primarily even in my dorm room <laughs> or at the radio station. That's where I was at. Um, you had Filet of Soul over on Tate Street. You had Midge Grill. If anybody knows Midge Grill and know about that sauce, please ship me some of that sauce. That was the best <laughs> sauce I've ever had in my life. I will pay top dollar for it. I will gladly risk it all for a gallon or half gallon of that men's grill sauce. Oh, and there's always New York Pizza on Tate Street, which has been serving UNCG students since blah, 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 and China Walk as well. Yeah. <laughs> you got to come back to Tate Street, man. They got, I mean, New York Pizza still there. Mm, yeah, I heard. Uh, I heard they got this big and fast food joint over there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's called Boba House. Yeah, I went to Boba House maybe once when I was there. It was actually with Chris, um, artist formerly known mm-hmm. as Show Smooth, who's now at WRL doing big things. So shout out to Chris. Um, Chris Lee, shout yeah, out to Chris. Yeah, that was definitely great. But some of the spots on Tate Street, it was almost hit and miss because they'll be there for maybe a couple of months. And then it'll end up closing down. Something else will pop up. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, man, but UNCG definitely very vital, very important. But I was just mad they did all these upgrades after we left, man. I mean, all of the new buildings. I mean, we helped pay for that. I mean, Moneybag Joe need to reimburse me some of that because we we walked so that these new generation of Spartans can run. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> yeah, but at least we could say we saw Chef Curry cook before he got big in the pros. Yeah. We, we did. Yeah, we definitely did get the same cook because I thought this dude looking like a little boy, looking like Robert Richard and Coach Carter with no hair on, but he had mm-hmm. that range then. And I was like, man, yep. this, this boy gonna be something. And little did we know that he was gonna be that something to where he now got all the kids wanting to shoot beyond half court saying curry. <laughs> I uh, actually got to meet dude, man. He was very, he was super nice, but it was actually when he was still at Davidson. Um, I was doing an internship at a WCNC, a news channel 36 out of Charlotte. And I got a chance to meet him then. Um, uh, I mean, God, I can't forget that one. Yeah. So speaking of Charlotte, Joe, um, what was that transition like for you transferring from UNCG to John C. Smith, going from a PWI to an HBCU and then like at UNCG, we just had a sprinkle of it, you know, with the Greeks and various organizations to try to get some of that culture. Mm-hmm. But when you're at HBCU, you're fully bathed and baptized in it. Man, honestly, I, I can say that it was probably the best thing that I had done. It was a really hard decision um, to leave UNCG because obviously I had made a, a bunch of friends there um, and I was actually doing pretty well in school, but my mom was sick. And she wouldn't tell me that she was sick and that she wanted me to come home or anything, but I just took it upon myself to come on back and go to her alma mater. So she actually graduated from John C. Smith as well. So I ended up going there as well um, because, you know, she had connections there and it was going to be like home basically. So ended up going there, man. And um, for anybody who says that they want to go to an HBCU over a PWI, I'm like this, you have your whole life to be inundated with 
uh, feeling like the minority for once in your life, like go enjoy yourself, learn more about yourself, be around people that think like you act like you, because when you leave, it ain't going to be that. But again, on top of that, like you had this like small school sense of like community um, where it was like, you know, the teachers really cared about you. Um, there were like, I don't recall going to any classes that were in auditoriums or anything like that. And I just, you know, I thrived there because of that, man. And, um, you know, I did join a fraternity, shout out to Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Um, but I mean, it, I can't, um, say enough about going to John C. Smith University. It really did kind of shape me and mold me into who I am as a man. Mm -hmm. And I know some that was at UNCG was overhanging at A&T like they went there or up at <laughs> Winston-Salem State like they went there, especially when it comes to homecoming season. Now, A&T, they call it G-Ho. But um, so yeah. what they would do is if you were at another school, you would call somebody to win A&T like, hey, let me get your student discount homecoming ticket for the show at the Coliseum or have somebody backdoor your way into like a nightclub after party. So I'm sure that um, somebody has done that before, but HBC, HBCU culture, excuse me, there's nothing like it. Experience it, get immersed in it. And I don't know if I share this with y'all, but the main reason why I went to UNCG was because I wanted some different diversity and different viewpoints than where I was in North Carolina, where I grew up, where it's Eastern, rural, predominantly African-American. So I've been in that culture all of my life. My high school is predominantly Black, marching band, HBCU style. So I got that early. So going to UNCG was kind of refreshing. All the way times, I did feel kind of like, uh, so can you tell me about this issue and how does it affect you? You kind of feel that when you're in a class, maybe there's one, two, or three of you. And I think more so now than when we were there, I think a lot of minorities experience a lot of microaggressions on campus, given, you know, the tense racial climate in our country and some not wanting to be as inclusive as others, I can remember once when I was walking on College Ave, I passed a staff member and I wanted to give him a regular handshake. And it was like the get out moment where he just wanted to just do all this and that. I'm like, no, I just want to give you a regular handshake, not do all the brother handshake. But like Joe said, you make the decision how you want to make it. But if it's up to you, choose whatever works best but um uncg you definitely owe me some money now mitch um tell us a little <laughs> bit about yourself education wise background wise um college uh job or whatever it's your it's your world <laughs> appreciate you appreciate you so um started off as far as schooling i started off at a and um I think I just, I was ready for a break. So I, I took a break and, and started, ended up at GTCC. Um, so I moved from HBCU to community college to work and just got a job, started my career. Um, been here at at t been there for going on 12 years now. You know, just, you know, getting it out the mud and grinding. Um, 36, you know, and, and, and the thing is, doing Candid is is because movies is a, a, a passion of mine. 
Um, even as a little child, I always thought I was going to be an actor. Well, realized my acting skills weren't all that. Then I thought I was going to be the light-skinned Denzel. That didn't work out for me. Um, but as far as overall, just, you know, not too much. Just trying to make sure, take care of my family, feed my little ones, and, and, and get to get into this money, grinding. Um, I did enjoy, when you, as soon as you brought up that old four years, Rumble Latina, boy, you was bringing up some memories for me. <laughs> yeah. Something that should not be spoken of anymore. <laughs> but, uh, Ooh, boy. Don't incriminate, you, don't incriminate yourself. But like I said, I didn't experience that, but I know some people who went religiously. You hear me? Man. Religiously. This was back when you had the button-up Kanye shirts and the ladies mm. had on their nice little outfits and things and getting on that GTA heat bus with their little students. I was, I was definitely popping that collar up and that polo too. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, man, but man, you brought up something about, well, not Rumble Latina specifically, but do you all remember how lit freshman orientation was, especially when they had the party oh, down in like the little man. basement? Because we, yeah. freshman year was when Confessions dropped, Lil John. I mean, our era was lit. I mean, the dance in the cone ballroom? Mm-hmm. Like Stacy from the Wood, I remember them dances. <laughs> that dog on EUC, man. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah, the EUC board bring back memories, the dances. I primarily went a lot to the lectures because I remember freshman year they had on Cornell West, Doctor Cornell West, and it was standing room only. So I made sure I got my behind there before everybody named Mama got there so i got a chance to see him tavis smiley angela davis uh michael eric dice dr michael eric dyson and various others you know with their university concert and lecture series but uncg had always been really good about getting great speakers great guests to come in and really help with the young minds and get them to be more free forming for society but back to the dances in the um cone ballroom in euc Man, the dance was so wild. They would take all three parts of the ballroom, open it all the way up. And yeah. it was like, okay, I'm here. You're here. Oh, what don't you stand? Oh, I'm in Brogan. Oh, you're in Cone. Room what? Okay. All right. Let's just make it happen. Especially since UNCG had 24-7 visitation. Cause I know some schools don't have that, but for UNCG. <laughs> It was like, oh, mm, I stayed up in the, them projects, bro. When you used to get the call on the room phone, like, hello, my roommate's gone for the weekend. What you trying to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, we would call that area the projects of UNCG because yep. it was like three hot high rises. It was Grogan, Cone, and Reynolds. I stayed in Grogan my first two years. Then I moved on up to Spring Garden Apartments which was brand new at the time. And that was where a lot of folks did a lot of pre-gaming before going to said clubs that we were talking about earlier. Now, Mitch, I want to ask you, did you frequent frequent, uh, Riverwalk over by A&T, the infamous Riverwalk Apartments? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I was in there 
I was it, but I I I treated A and T. It treated me well, and I treated it as good as I could. Um, I I I treated. I told people I had the best apartment in Greensboro because I stayed on campus at A and T. You couldn't tell me anything. I said, man, this is it. Everywhere I turned, and we had the the co-ed uh, dorm. Oh yeah. Good times, good times. Oh, Riverwalk, I was definitely in Riverwalk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 heard, I, heard a, I heard a lot about Riverwalk. Like I said, I never journeyed on that side of the market only once for United House of Prayer. Mm -hmm. I just went for the food, not for the word. I went for the, <laughs> I went for the food. So um, okay. that was the only time I went on that side of the market. But were you at and around the same time Big Baby Brand was, Darren, or no? No. I think Brent, Brent, Dan Brand was a little bit after me. Okay. I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was a little bit after me. Um, and like I said, I slid away from there. And, and I will say that I, I wish I didn't. I wish I'd have went ahead and stayed where I was at. But, you know, life takes you different ways. Yeah, um, it definitely does. Definitely, exactly. But uh, I definitely... Definitely enjoyed myself, and 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 G Ho is the greatest homecoming of all. Just to let people hey, know, I ain't gonna fight you there, bro. You're right, though. You're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right Man. about that. You're right. Yeah. I don't know if you have ever been to Howard Homecoming, but they a second. I, I heard they have a good one. I haven't made it out there. I got a cousin who's who's out who went to Howard. Who still? I think she's still out there. I told her I was going to at least go out there one time with her. Yeah, I always say, folks, I was A&T adjacent since A&T was <laughs> right up the street. And like I said, mm -hmm. most people hung out at T. Some people at T came to G. So hung out with, hang out with our crew, especially at the fountain. Because the fountain at UNCG, it was like the center spot on campus. Uh, for those who are big on Greek life, that was where... Uh, a lot of the Greeks at UNCG would have their probates either in front or behind of the fountain area. But during the spring and the summertime, it was like Black Bike Beach Week and spring break at Cabo because you have a crew tanning and sunbathing on one side. And then you have folks just congregating and immersing themselves, you know, all on the other side with a couple of um, good guys, green earth uh, in the air. Yeah, which is legal in some states now. Um, but other than that, it was good times had by many and all. Now, I wanted to know, um, back in the day, you're on a Friday night as a 19-year-old. You go to Blockbuster or insert whatever local video store you went to. What was your go-to movie section for your rental? And I'll go Travis, Joe, and Mitch. Uh, my go-to, either it was the crime thrillers or horror. I would always look for something that's going to be good. If it's going to be like, if I want to watch a classic like Denzel Washington, The Bone Collector, I'll pick that up. If I want to watch something like that's going to blow my mind, I'll go get Hostile or maybe a Saw movie. Like, those were my go-tos. Like, I had to find something new that was going to be very different. For me, I would have to say it was a romantic comedy or just a regular comedy because I will always be having some chick in my room 
I mean, it was just Travis. No, I was terrible. But uh, <laughs> so it was always for them. <laughs> and Love Joe's on repeat. Some that made dope didn't do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now somebody's gonna be the inner funk to that thigh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, oh, man, we were wrong with them. Sorry, man, but uh, but yeah, rom coms get the job done. There are certain movie genres that get the job mm-hmm. done. We're gonna go in more of that after we talk about Mitch. What was your go to uh movie genre of choice? Mine was always comedy, any kind of comedy, or suspense thrillers. Give me, give me speed, give me. Oh Lord, we at the edge of our seat. Are we gonna make it all day? Or and or who's the killer? Okay. I know it's them. So mystery, mystery, yep, mystery as well. Mm, so me, I was primarily more so comedy, but I'll primarily make my way to the back wall where the new releases were, because you know Bloodbuster mm-hmm. they had a lot more of the newer releases than your mom and pop video stores. So I will go to Bloodbuster, make my way to the game section first see what they had. And if they had some white games I ain't want to rent, I went to comedy or to new releases to see what they had. But I think Blockbuster, they used to let you keep it for about, what, three days, max? Yeah. Before you had to turn and, back uh, in. Please, please be kind and rewind. Really? Would they charge you a, a fee if you didn't rewind the movie? Yeah. <laughs> I like you got hit with that no rewind feed quite a couple of times. I can tell. I did. I did. Yeah. That, that's why you probably should have went to Hollywood video. You're right. <laughs> Not Hollywood video. But now nah, I'm gonna tell you the reason why I went to Blockbuster instead of Hollywood video. And this goes way back to when I was like doing like Cub Scouts, not even Boy Scouts, like Cub Scouts. I was going to say I wanted to set up to sell popcorn in front of the Blockbuster uh, near where I live. And they were like, nah, we sell popcorn here. And I was like, are y'all serious? And uh, they were like, yeah. So we went down to Hollywood Video and they were like, yeah, go ahead and set up. And ever since then, I was a Hollywood Video dude. I, 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 can, see, I can see that. They let the little guy set up the shop. But Blockbuster was trying to be like, nah, this is our spot. You should have went like Benny right. Siegel and said, we either get down or lay down. <laughs> right which is a classic and i'm and i'm nine yeah <laughs> your hair you pop your popcorn with what hair you right. pop your popcorn with this your hair you pop your popcorn with what hair you pop your popcorn with hold still <laughs> man state property a classic not the second one, the first one. Yep. You got to see the first one. But, the, <laughs> but to make it even more of a classic, try to see if you can find a BT edit of State Property or any black movie. <laughs> show, show no BT. <laughs> BT movies with their edit cuts worse. <laughs> it's so hilarious. Travis, so were we... Travis, the last time we were hanging out, weren't we talking about um, uh, After Dark? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, back when you had to just watch a bad BET movie just to get to BET Uncut. Yep. I don't want to watch Gang of Roses with all the hip-hop girls thinking that they cowgirls. <laughs> 
I don't want to watch that if I want to just watch BET Uncut, man. No. <laughs> Daniel Rose is a classic, and you will not defraud him like that. No, prison song is the BT movie classic. I just saw prison that. For song, the, I just saw that bro. for the first time on YouTube, maybe like a year or so ago, and I was like, "Oh, now I can see why it is in the BT movie Hall of Fame. It is a classic. It is a classic. Yeah, uh, yeah, a, a classic, man. But let's talk about how." viewing habits have changed since we were kids and now to where with this generation of kids if it's 30 seconds or less that's how they consume content so i worry that long-form viewing is going to go by the wayside now as opposed to you know when we were coming up you had shows that were hour-long movies hour 30 minutes two hours i mean titanic came on two vhs tapes and how do you think well. the movie studios are reacting now to where they see viewing habits have changed and now streaming services have come in, upended the, the movie industry, just like how when Napster and all the streaming services did the same thing for the music industry? It seems like the movie industry is going through that right now. Anybody can take this question. Yeah, I just think because of how how much how much information is out there how much content is out there and the access to it is what's really causing the world to their attention span just doesn't last as long because i have so much content i can get in so instead of me sitting here for two and a half hour movie i'm gonna need you to cut this up into six episodes throughout a, a month and a half 30 minutes to 26 minutes, depending on how you watch it. Because the attention span has just definitely changed. And it started with, it starts with our youth. Yeah. Them just being off gate, getting access to so much content and YouTube and Instagram. I seen a six year old on Instagram. It just bothered me just a little bit. But Instagram and all this, because they can just swipe and it's on to the next thing. Swipe and it's on to the next clip. It's on to the next clip. They don't have the we we we're losing our attention span and our that's yeah. definitely that's definitely affecting the business. I've also found that people just don't have patience. Like, well, you know, you you brought up shows, for example. If the first two episodes drag they won't go back to it. Even if it's the first like 30 minutes of an episode. Because like, I feel like in order to build a good story, you got to build character first, right? And you need time to build that character out. You know, especially on something brand new that you don't, you know, that's, you know, it's not a, a franchise or anything. You know, there's no name recognition. You need that time to really build that out. And I think that we're losing that because like you said, people's attention span, people get bored real quick click off and be like that was born next but never really get into the knit like into the story because they never give it a chance mm -hmm. and more than anything i feel there's a real big disconnect between i think the hollywood side and what they think people want because if anybody in hollywood looks at something they'll be like oh they only paid attention to two episodes this show sucks we're going to cancel it They'll do that just off of a little bit of a reaction compared to other things that are building characters and building people to actually want to watch stuff because 
you can even say, for example, like we've seen it with a lot of the Marvel stuff. The TV shows have been a little bit more interesting than the two movies we've gotten so far from Marvel this year. Like Thor 3, nothing really happened. Nothing really pulled anybody in. Same thing. Strange. Oh God. The Doctor Strange, <laughs> Doctor Strange movie, like we were hyped for it, but then ultimately let down. But you can definitely talk to a lot of people that have been more entertained by Moon Knight in just this a handful of episodes compared to those two movies. And Hollywood's got to come to that little middle to where they like we got to make this work, honestly, because if people are going to be watching a handful of episodes of one show. And then we're not going to go to the movies to support something that's going to kill the movie theaters. Mm-hmm. And I think the beauty too of streaming is if you look at it from this aspect, shows that wouldn't be a good fit for network TV found a home on streaming to where they could serve that niche audience. Whereas back in the day, all you had were your networks. And if the networks wasn't filling your show, then you were getting canceled and there was nowhere else for you to go. But now there's a bevy of streaming services to where, oh, we're going to put you on here if it doesn't work on network or we're just going to make you exclusively streaming just like FX with uh, Reservation Dogs, which is a great show and just got announced that it was going to get renewed for a third season. Then the show Dark Winds that just wrapped its first season on AMC. Great, great show. And it's allowing everybody who normally wouldn't have a seat at the table to be able to tell their own stories without needing access to the gatekeeper to tell your story for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. And Trav, you spoke on Marvel, so let's just talk about the trailer that just dropped today as of this recording. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Everybody's first take reactions when they saw the trailer. Well, let me go first. Let me go first. I I will actually be watching the trailer after our interview. I was waiting for my lady friend so we can get there and enjoy it together, maybe do a reaction. Um, So, y'all don't worry about ruining it because I love for people to tell me what's going on anyways. But (laughs) I haven't seen it quite yet. So make it spoiler-free, Travis and Joe. Uh, I'll go ahead. Um, Honestly, I will say the trailer for this time impressed me a little bit more than the first one. And the first trailer was amazing. I feel like this trailer showed me a lot more what the story is going to be about. It showed off a lot more characters that I wanted to see instead of just little side clips of them. But I can honestly say I'm I'm very interested and excited for it, but I don't know if it's going to I don't know if it's going to beat Woman King because Woman King blew my mind on how good it was. Yeah, I agree there. Um, I'm going to go see Woman King again this week, uh, Wednesday. Uh, It was that good. Anyway, off Woman King. I'm Team Mbaku. You know what I'm saying? That's my guy. Um, I think that when he was in that trailer with what he said about our uh, new mutant that is coming up, uh, I'm excited to see him, man. I, I'm hoping to see them. Uh, I'm hoping to see some nuance because what's been happening with Marvel recently is it's been far too linear, I think. And um, 
also, you know, the, the, the Marvel formula where the third act is always, you know, some big, huge fight scene between uh, heroes with similar powers. I'm kind of over that now. You know what I mean? I'm hoping based off of what I'm seeing from the trailer that it's going to be a lot more nuanced and, uh, you know, story-wise than even the first Black Panther was. Um, and yeah, R.I.P. Chadwick. I mean, that's that's the king right there. Um, and I'm going to cry like crazy when, <laughs> when we watch this movie. Yeah, so you're going to cry like uh, the ladies did when Jaru's I Cry dropped, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like I said, our era Ja Rule was hot until 50 came in and just killed it. Now I'm curious, did you all see um Hunk for Jesus Save Your Soul? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I guess by the reactions, it's a yes. I saw it too. And uh, uh the nuck if you buck scene. When you that hear those, me. when you hear those drum rolls, nothing good is gonna come out of it. But I read that they said it was their first time hearing of this crunk uh, spiritual during the making of this movie. But like I said, I repeat this again. Nucky be Buck, anything Little John, anything Little Scrappy, anything Trillville, mm-hmm. anything 04, 05, 06 era crunk, a fight is going to break out. I mean, right now, the Memphis Grizzlies are praying what that trick for their home games. I mean... <laughs> That think you know they're gonna be playing uh three six mafia. I mean, they're from Memphis, so I'm sure they're gonna play mm-hmm. the infamous uh slobbing song and kids will be asking, what are they talking about slobbing on what? <laughs> like, no, you don't need to know about little, that song, not right about now. A little eight ball and MJG. Nah, <laughs> no. they, they, yeah, them, them, them consumers ain't ready for that because it'll be <laughs> just like how I thought when the Super Bowl was in Miami. Even though they had Shakira and J-Lo, they should have got mm-hmm. Uncle Luke, Pitbull, Trick Daddy, Trina. Trina. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much that. <laughs> J- JT Money, Soleil, and have it be real, <laughs> real Miami 305. Not this corporate sanitized Miami 305. Mm-hmm. I want that real. You don't know now. I want some. Uh, uh, I want some. My neck, my back at the Super Bowl. <laughs> that, that's the BT Uncut Classic. That's why you stand yeah. up to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, watch a little bit of Midnight Love, then repeated Best of Comic View, then BT Uncut, and then after that it was paid programming. <laughs> And that's when TV went off. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want your Peter pop off Miracle Spring Water? Say oh, then 995 plus 495 shipping handed. Call this number. Huff for Jesus. I won't save your soul though, but I will take your money. <laughs> Listen, Bobby Jones gospel. Woo! Yeah. That that was a grandma house staple when she was getting ready for church on Sunday morning. Have that along with the local AM uh-huh. gospel station blaring, and you knew right then and there you were gonna go to church from eleven o'clock, get out at about six. Yep, go get something to eat, then come back to church. And don't fall asleep <laughs> at church either, because you gonna get pinched, you gonna get smacked, you are gonna get them death stares from your mama sitting in the choir. Sit your butt up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh uh, man, oh man, well, even worse though, for those that's not really in the <laughs> black church culture, you would have to stand in a line and recite a Bible verse. But the Bible teacher would not tell you, don't recite this verse because it's too easy. I need you to memorize this verse. You sitting there like John 3 16, for God to love the world, give the only begotten son, for those not perish, should believe in him, shall have everlasting life. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pop out number two. <laughs> hey, no, we don't want no water, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't get no water when I was at vacation Bible school. I was at vacation Bible school. Seven days, four weeks, three hours, 40 minutes, and one, two, three, four, five, six seconds. <laughs> they call me, brother, fruit roll up. <laughs> Oh man, summer 2004, Exodus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, so for those of you that's unfamiliar with BJLO culture, if you're not a member of BJLO, I'm not a member, I just know a whole bunch of people who are, don't go on their plot. Don't go on their plot. Do not go on their plot. <laughs> I repeat again, do not go on their plot because if you do go on their plot and if you don't have nothing to show yourself, you will get checked. And Joseph can attest to that since he is a member of the first fraternity that set the stage for all the others. <laughs> Shout out to all the good men of Alpha Alpha Fraternity Incorporated and all the other D9 organizations. We love all y'all. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah. I want to get your thoughts on Chucky that's getting ready to drop season two in a couple of days. So what was your thoughts on season one of Chucky? I thought it was pretty good, honestly, because the big thing about it is that if anybody pays attention to any of the Chucky movies, at least with these, they follow what's all been going on in any of them. Even the crazier parts when they had a baby, they, even when they're possessing people in some of the movies that people didn't even care to watch, they at least stayed with it. And I respect that about it. And the fact that they still have the same cast and crew since the original 80s, I got us respected overall. Plus, it's funny. It's definitely funny. I think most of the horror films that come out, I have a very dark sense of humor. So unless it's something about like demons, like something that I feel like could actually happen, I ain't really scared. I'm kind of just laughing my butt off the entire time so that's what chucky does for me it's it's hilarious to me as long as it is, it's not demons and spirits i can watch demons and spirits i'm not doing uh-uh yeah i don't i don't do horror horror either but chucky is the one exception i like the deadpan one-liners that him and jennifer tilly's character delivers and Devin sawa can we talk about how they killed off his character in season one and how they end up reviving him for season two and i'm like hmm, that stan and little giants money must be running out soon he's like i don't want to miss this bag oh yeah he they, they killed him off in the first Final Destination. He, he need money right now. And it's because of Final Destination, I stay as far away as I can from a log truck to this day. To this day. Oh. To this day. <laughs> to this day. To this I day, don't though. do it. 
I will gun it. Stand <laughs> Bill Ultra. I've got to get away. Uh-huh. We all have that shared trauma. Uh, we do the same thing. I, I make sure as soon as I can, I'm a gun it past the log truck. Yeah. Yeah. And how, <laughs> and did you all see Nope? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw it. Me personally, I sat there at the movie before. I was like, what is this? But I realized Jordan Peele, his style of directing is one of those movies where it's not going to be clear cut and dry. It's going to be ones where you're going to have to do several viewings and unpack all the stuff that he's putting in there. It's like a lot of hidden stuff and you really got to think deep and critical about what he's telling you in the movie. So what was your thought on Nope and Peele's rise as the director from Get Out to Us and to Nope? Anything he puts out, I'm on. Like 100%. Uh, Nope isn't one of my favorites of his, but I understand where he was going. um, Dealing with the spectacle of working not only working in Hollywood but you know like the spectacle of, of violence like violence on black bodies violence on animals um you know things of that nature man like um you know they were treating the animals like they weren't um you know living beings you know what I mean like they're just something else to make a profit off of and you know that never works, you know, because they'll they'll understand whether or not you respect them or not, and they will come at you, which is exactly what the uh, what happened in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Jordan, Jordan Peele, I mean, all his movies, I, I've liked it. I will say that this probably wasn't my favorite, um, but I think I'm still the, the first one, Get Out. It was just such a at the time when it came out, how powerful it was, and just how we all could relate to something about that. So, Note was definitely good. I, I enjoyed it. Um, and it did take me a couple times just to really unpack what was going on in that movie. Get Out was a real scary movie to me. Um, I really enjoyed Nope. I recently watched it over again this past weekend and it kind of blew my mind of how really detailed and amazing that this film was. I still kind of hold it above us a little bit, but it's still not beating Get Out. But I love what Jordan Peele's been doing with all of his stuff, whether he's directing or producing it. I just didn't expect the guy from Mad TV to be doing this. So hey, same here. (laughs) Yeah, I agree because you know I like all three films. Nope was my least favorite because for me, I want my stuff clear, cut, and dry, and not have to put on my thinking cap and try to unpack messages and all that stuff. But when I saw the trailer for us before I went to go see it, as soon as I heard do don't do, I'm like, isn't he using I got five on it? And that's where he had me sold with uh, us, with I Got Five on it, but Get Out, to me, is standalone. I mean, you know, don't trust them. Don't be in weird areas by yourself. And uh, don't trust anybody that eats dry cereal and uh, drinks milk. Run. Run. (laughs) Run. Now, one actor that was in Get Out was Mr. Lakeith Stanfield, who played in the photograph with uh, Issa Rae. 
and we're going to talk about Insecure and all of her stuff when we talk about the new age of Black television. Um, but I want to mention Lakeith Stanfield because he's a part of one of my favorite shows on TV, which is just getting ready to wrap his final season this year, Atlanta. So can we just talk yeah. about how this show is left field, left the center, but Donald Glover and everybody behind the show has made a genius show and unpacks issues in an unconventional way that don't nobody see coming. And also shout out to Fayetteville native Brian Tyree Henry, a.k.a. Paperboy. Paperboy, Paperboy. It's all, all about, about that, that Paperboy boy. driving his invisible car. <laughs> 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 you, you got the hair one. Uh, Mucky, what is Mucky, no. paper boy? You should know what it is. I spayed to you on the hook. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta is by far one of my favorite series out. Like, period, point blank. I mean, just the way it makes you think. Um, the very first episode of this season of Atlanta, when he was walking into the quote-unquote Target, and <laughs> when he walked into the Target and they was riding in that joint and they had, uh, he was like, yo, like, Lakeith was like, yo, like, I'm just trying to return this thing. Don't you see what's going on in here, my G? Like, he was like, yeah, they are wilding, but can I go ahead and get my... <laughs> <laughs> we all have one friend like Darius. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think uh, I may be that friend, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Atlanta's, a, <laughs> Atlanta's a classic, but my favorite scene in Atlanta of all time, episode two, season one, the scene where Ernie Paperboy was in jail and the guy was talking to his girl and the guy in the jail was like, yo, girl, you knew yeah. it was going to go left. Yo, so <laughs> <laughs> That's a man. <laughs> Why you think you ain't here with the man? <laughs> On the other side, you gay. Man, I ain't gay. I'm going to stab you with guilt. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Glover was sitting there like I don't know what to say. I ain't saying nothing in here. Sex is a <laughs> Sit down. Stop being weird. <laughs> Y'all shut up. This ain't no fun time. <laughs> oh man, if y'all have not seen Atlanta, you have got mm. to see it. The the band episode, my favorite episode, along with the Baby the Barber episode. It's an episode where they spoof Earn being on a low-budget PBS public affairs show, and then they spoof mm -hmm. Frontline with the <laughs> transracial. And he's like, oh, what kind of IPAs you have on time? <laughs> 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 I've never seen this man before. I, I, I called Dairy Queen or Popeyes. <laughs> oh, God. oh, man. What color are Wendy's <laughs> napkins? <laughs> 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 How many how many cups of sugar go in a cup of go in a glass of Kool-Aid? Go in a glass of Kool-Aid. <laughs> um, um, who's the pastor and amen? <laughs> you white! You white! You white! You white! Cover to the light. That was the, that was the most thought-provoking episode of Atlanta. Rest in peace, mm. Kevin Samuels. And how at the end he embraced, he went full on black. I mean, got like the nice haircut, got the brush and everything like you about to play as Kappa Alpha Psi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like I said, Atlanta, yeah. you know, classic show, you know, the um and 
the promoter, the episode of that nightclub with the invisible car. Man, man, that guy uh, was slippery as an eel and when Irm went to the back and got his money, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> and he said, that boy gonna be a star. That boy gonna be a star. <laughs> that, boy, that boy gonna be a star. That boy gonna be a star. But yeah, but let's talk about how one show I felt would have benefited more in the age of streaming, but given the content and the, and even though it was on Adult Swim, it was definitely a blackity black show that probably went over the heads of some people. The Boondocks. Oh, man. They couldn't Play. do that now. Like, yeah. But, bro, like, I... R.I.P. John Witherspoon. I mean, the, the amazing Regina King. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. just... I go back to that on HBO Max pretty often. Like, you know how when you have something on where you just like, yo, I'm about to clean dishes, what I'm about to put on? It's normally mm-hmm. the boondocks. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Boondocks. Don't trust oh. them new over yonder. And <laughs> make you wonder. Drop the weapon. Drop the weapon. Yeah, I, I don't have no weapon. But every time I, I got see, that thug I, in love. Every time, I see, every time I see Usher, I think about that Bulldog episode where Mister Dubois stabs him. I keep thinking, why you want to hit Usher? I mean, to this day, I I'm not going front. One day when it rains, I'm gonna go out and redo that video. My chest is burning. <laughs> Let it burn. Man, I, th- I thought I thought you said you was gonna read that tank roll as Devlin in the Preacher's Kid, which is another BT classic. <laughs> I, I, I need you, Angie. Me <laughs> how? Oh. They dumped me. Are you gonna smoke this? First cigarette? of all, I'm not, but I'm gonna. You better ask about me. Let's talk about this. The preacher's wife, right? Mm-hmm. We were rooting for an angel to get it on with a pastor's wife still married but because the angel was Denzel we was like yo it's gotta happen (laughs) it's gotta happen happen. (laughs) what were we thinking what were we doing what were we doing R.I.P. Whitney Houston, man. Yeah, R.I.P. Make it last forever. The Wood, a classic. Yeah. I'm Big Mike. I'm from Winter 7, North Carolina. I like sports. (laughs) And that's it. This how we do it in North Carolina. This how we do it in North Carolina. (laughs) We actually don't do it that way in North Carolina. I'm going to tell you that right now. Absolutely. Absolutely not. (laughs) Oh <laughs> uh, man, but am I one of the few people that don't really find love and basketball really that interesting? Or is it just me because I'm not a big rom-com guy or romantic movie guy? This is you. I mean, this I read it once from Blockbuster and I haven't seen it since. Don't feel bad. I haven't watched Love Jones still to this day. I only seen bits and pieces mm. of Love Jones. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you can you can see it now and uh, get your shots up. I mean, you know, Lorenz Tate laid the blueprint down for you, but Lorenz Tate, his role as O-Dog in Menace, Oscar worthy. I mean, you acting like a little punk right now. They smoked you in front of your cousin. <laughs> what you gonna do? Man, I ain't letting that stuff ride. We're gonna smoke everybody out here. Mamas, daddies, kids, <laughs> cats, dogs, I don't care who outside. 
<laughs> Shorty was like, Shorty was like, I'm pregnant. You can't tell me what's going on with my body. <laughs> oh man. I mean, I take man, I want your car, I want your dates, I want your stereo, and I take a double burger with cheese. What? Herbert, order my food. Come on, man. We're supposed to be brothers. Trying to get smart. You got the to get juice now, man. grandma. Man, forget that, man. Oh, you gotta pay you a bottle, <laughs> huh? Give me that. Better meet the cops. So I want to know what's your favorite low budget horror flick? That's a cult classic. Mm, low budget horror. Wow. Okay, give me some time to think about that one. I'll tell you mine off top, and then hopefully that'll give everybody the time to think. My favorite low budget horror movie classic, Troll Two. Oh God. Oh man, that's a bad. One. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Nibla. I've never seen Leprechaun in the Hood. I've heard horrible things about it, but I would definitely make it. Is that the one with Ice T in it? That's the one with uh, what's your boy from Blue Mountain State? I've uh, never seen Blue Mountain State, so I wouldn't know. See, uh, what's his name? Ballhead. He's, he's in all the little low-budget stuff. I can't think of his name right now, but that's when they stopped using the N-word and started calling them ninjas in that movie. He said, I'm not going to use the N-word. I'm going to call them ninjas. <laughs> and ever since then, ninja has been the word. I mean, what what's your criteria for low-budget? Because low-budget can mean a lot of different movies. Low-budget can uh, be shot bad, inexpensively made, um, wasn't okay. released in theaters. It could be straight to video. That makes it easy for me. Saul. Oh, I like Saul. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> <laughs> you said my favorite low-budget uh, horror film? That's true, though. Um... <laughs> That one was easy because when he was saying low budget, I was like, are we thinking like B movies? Are we talking like, because that, you know, Paranormal Activity too, you know, that was also low yeah. budget. Uh, if I'm going to go low budget, I'm going to go ahead and say, just because it's so garbage, I don't even remember the name of it. I just remember it came on BET all the time. It was Immature IMX's first ever horror movie. Hold on, and was it, it just, somebody help me? Yep, somebody help me. I don't know why so I know bad. that, but I it was so bad that I can't, I couldn't stop watching. That's <laughs> how bad. <laughs> it could be no worse than House Party Four because that was bad. Oh, it beat House Party Four with ease. What? With ease. It was that bad? bad. Yeah, at least they had a dancing scene in House Party Four. I mean, you know, can, can none top the cult classic of House Party 3? Rest in peace, Bernie Mac, Simply Marvelous, and uh, Ronaldo Ray. <laughs> that dinner scene at House Party 3 is worth it alone. Because I remember one time oh, I, I went to the mall when I was a kid, right? I met Michael oh. Collier, and I called him Showboat. Like, oh, it's Showboat! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but House Party 3, a classic, you know, Bernie Mac, definitely... Stole the show, but uh, another low budget horror movie that I think you guys might like if you have not seen it already is considered black mm -hmm. horror. Uh, Death by Temptation. No, never seen it. Death, by, seen Tem Death by Temptation, uh, directed by um James Bond the third. He played um the little kid that was in the movie The Fish That Saved Pit 
Pittsburgh. He later played in school days. Um, he was the short guy with the glasses. And Kadeem Hardison was in this movie. This was, of course, right around when a different world was still popping and everything. So it's this black female succubus. She ends up going to a bar and taking men back to her apartment and killing them because she is temptation. Oh, and there's a cameo in there by Samuel L. Jackson in this movie. Oh, might have to look into that. One. Definitely yeah, make that too. on your must-watch yeah. list. Death. I've actually, temptation. I've actually googled it already, and it's on Tubi. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So instead of making a blockbuster night, make it a Tubi night. Um, I would say, what is your guilty pleasure movie? The one movie that you could watch that everybody's like, you like that movie, really? Mm. so many even at this ripe old age here I can say one of my guilty pleasure movies I have a bunch of them but one of them is of note because I'm such a fan Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 the power of the ooze which was shot in Wilmington by the way yeah that's my joint I love that movie. I will continue to go back to that movie. I know it's campy. It sucks to some, you know, especially to a 36-year-old. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know all the words to Ninja Rap? I got to ask. And the choreo for Extra 500. (laughs) No. (laughs) I mean, this was vanilla. I can get some of it. I can get some of it, but not all of it. Right, and I just found out recently that Kevin Nash was the body double for Super Shredder. Shredder. I didn't know this. This is before he was Big Daddy Cool Diesel, and before he later left WWE to go join Razor Ramon, R.I.P., and uh, N.W.O., along with Hollywood Hogan and all of that stuff. Man, but the wars of Raw and uh, WCW, those were great. I mean, the episode of Raw, when they were at I think it was Norfolk and I think WCW Nitro was at Hampton or somewhere around the Tidewater area. And mm-hmm. DX rolled in on a tank like there was no limit. And Eric Bischoff said, in retrospect, we should have opened that door. Because imagine us preteen kids losing our minds had DX went on Monday Nitro and took yeah. over. Because me, I was never a WCW guy. I was strictly WWE. I just recently saw Nitro. No, you were WWF. Don't forget that. Yes, I was WWF. I mean, I don't want to get sued, but uh, Vince McMahon, who was a North Carolina (laughs) native, um, he's no longer a part of the company due to some uh, things that were brought up. And uh, Triple H is now running in. And apparently, from what I'm hearing, he's definitely making good headway with changes and everything like that. But Ninja Turtles 2, your guilty pleasure movie. How about you, Travis? Your guilty pleasure. Oh, I got two, actually. Go ahead. I'm going to say, as a kid, my guilty pleasure is Rock-A-Doodle. Santa Claire. Classic. No matter what you do, I will put on Rock Doodle any time of the day and watch it. And I would say my guilty pleasure most recently is Barbarian because I've seen it three times in the theater now. And there I can't are so, you. <laughs> so many scenes in this in that movie to where it's so campy and so dumb to where I bust out laughing. 
it's a horror movie. But hey, when you're seeing stuff that you're just like, what the hell is everybody thinking? And it becomes funny. It became a guilty pleasure. I'm ready to go ahead and buy that on Blu-ray. I know Joe hates me a lot for saying that because he did not like this movie. But hey, it was awesome. Don't drink the milk, y'all. Don't drink the milk. Don't drink the milk. All right, how about the don't drink? <laughs> Mine would have to be You Got Mail, Tom Hanks, Man Right. That's my jump. Every real- time it come on, I'm going to watch it. I don't care what part it's on, and I'm going to watch it. I must actually probably stop what I'm doing to watch it because I got to see my phone, my boy Fox. Fox Books, we're going to take over that little bookstore. We're going to run this into the ground. That's my jump. So I have have two. Um, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. And then my my second one, I watch this every time it comes on, no matter what, the original Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory with Gene Wilder. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 That is classic. Yep, those are those are yeah. my top two, you know, that, that I watch. You know, um, I'll throw in an honorable mention to uh Ladybugs. Oh uh, Lady rest Bugs. in peace, Damn. Jonathan Brandis and Rodney Dangerfield. Man, yeah. Yeah. good one right there. Yeah, definitely Violet, a- you're turning violet, violet. <laughs> it, it it is clear as crystal. You stole 50 lifting drinks, you get nothing. You lose. Good day, you sir. Lose. <laughs> I said good day. Good day. <laughs> That's Some what you word. definitely want to tell your boss sometimes when they want to be all um all up in you. But the one movie I think I've come to appreciate now, now that I'm in a corporate work setting, is Office Space. And how it is such a cult classic, and especially the supervisor that wants to volunteer told you to do everything, like, oh, I'm gonna need mm-hmm. you to come in on Saturday and Sunday. We're a little bit behind. If you couldn't make that happen, that'd be great. That'd be great. Okay. That that'd be great. I think um every time I go get a tattoo, I watch Office Space. I don't know why, but it's just it's like that's the movie I need to watch when I'm getting a tattoo. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. It's really <laughs> random. <laughs> I want to. I want to crit walk on a printer too. Yo, but Back speaking of hey, not to go on the sidebar, but speaking of crit walking, how great it was to see that Super Bowl halftime show with Snoop, yeah. Dr. Dre, Eminem, and to see people coordinating crit walking on the Super Bowl yeah. halftime show in dicky outfits. When we were yeah. kids, the chronic yeah. and doggy style was just out, and that was all we thought California was. And to see it come to full fruition, and how kids don't even know Dr. Dre as a rapper and a producer, they know him as the guy with the headphones. They only know Ice Cube that makes family movies. We came up with Mean Ice Cube, Jerry Curl, Dope Boy, America's Most Wanted, Death Certificate Ice Cube. Ice Cube that said no Vaseline and jacking for beats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Travis, you remember that? Um, uh, the it was a dub auto show we went to in Charlotte together, and yeah. Cube was there and he performed. Now, this was after he had started doing family movies. I was like, 
I forgot he cussed. <laughs> man cussed so much to where you got confused. You're like, families are here. What are you doing, Ice King? <laughs> it was weird. He was going to every hit. Yeah, I was just like, all right, the kids are going to hear every cuss word today. So <laughs> when he performed, you can, uh, we be clubbing or uh, all back. Oh, the clip to see the kids on stage and yeah. them getting down. Yeah. And, I mean, that was that was no, but that couldn't beat the clip of the locks doing if you think I'm jiggy on all that. I'm like, Nickelodeon went full on D block. Speaking of R.I.P. to Coolio. Oh, yeah, that hurt my heart. That hurt my heart. That hurt my heart. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was. We had a whole man. Coolio session at work because the next day I played all of the the hits I could find of Coolio. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic Voyage, of course, Gangsta's Paradise, all that. Yeah, yeah, little... yeah, man. But let's just talk about how our culture is so massive that everybody wants to be down with it. I mean, there's a clip from '93-'94 of the new Mickey Mouse Club where you have Dale Goldberg. J.C. Chazé, Justin Timberlake, both pre and sync, and Ryan Gosling singing Cry For You by Jodeci. Mm-hmm. And they were getting, getting it, too. I mean, Justin had a little, ooh, yeah. And, and, and uh, Jodeci, of course, from North Carolina. So, uh-huh. you know, definitely got to mention that. But I'm like, thank God they didn't get a hold of Freak Me, Lose Control, oh, or Knocking the Boots. Then brought H Town out here, Dino, or anything from that guy from Chicago that shall remain nameless. We know who he is. We know all the songs that he did. We don't say his name, but yeah, yeah, this was before everything then came out. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of songs he wrote that people don't even know. I I know. I I know, but 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 the but to think about how. You know, with everything that came out, you know, you can't, we can't really listen to his stuff and how some were probably conceived off of his Mitch stuff. Mitch is like, Mitch is like, mm. I, mean, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, go back and look at the album cover for AJ Number the Number. I mean, he's lurking in the background. Look at that, Aaliyah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Feeling on your booty going to play at my wedding. I, I can't, I can't <laughs> play that. That is giving me so many good party vibes and club vibes. I cannot cut that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just I'm separating the art from the artist. <laughs> so you Chris Benoit over here, man? I'm separating the art from the artist. Oh, I grew, from when I grew up, I can't help it. That's, that's, that's a, that music was a vital part of our life. Right. And to think about how in our age, we were like the last ones to really learn how to slow dance, if you think about it. Because today's kids don't really slow dance. Nope, they don't. No. They be in, they be in TikTok talking about some. Oh, no. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Y'all don't know how to dance with each other no more. No, I mean, picture the setting. I mean, y'all <laughs> probably know this, right? EC Cone Ballroom is packed. DJ goes from a fast record to a slow record. You iron that girl mm-hmm. from across the room. You make your way over. Either you pull her to the floor or she pulls you. 
and then y'all do y'all little thing thing. I mean, now, you know, giving me two and everything that would kind of be considered inappropriate, but it was acceptable for the time frame. But mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it was it was it was a wild time where you get behind and you hope she don't look up at you. <laughs> she like, nah, they, they what had you a, doing? They had a friend. They had a friend that like was that? checking for you. If they never looked back. It was the friend that was like, or gave you the they gave the cue. Girls yep. are good. <laughs> Girls are good you, for running in the You be looking at the friend like, come on, I know I passed this test. Be like, come yeah, on, man, help me out. <laughs> come on, help a you like Pookie from New Jack City. Come on, man, help a brother out, man. I'm trying to do something tonight, man. Come on, I, I give you Girl, my mail I know card. you're crying. I get so excited. <laughs> man, man, but those times were wild, especially if you were on a late field trip coming back and you were on the back of the activity bus. I always sat in the front. I always heard about the stories mm-hmm. that went down on the back of the bus, mm-hmm. especially if they threw a coat on or a hoodie on. <laughs> you knew what was going to go down there. Talk about let mm-hmm. me come inside. Rest in peace, Kenny Green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Intro reference. I mean, you know, right. the, back, the back of the bus, um, though, that was wild. Um, how many did you all do upward bound um, in high school? Nah, nah. So, so, so I did overbound, right? So my overbound, we did um, trips to colleges. So that's how I found out about UNCG because it was on my radar. But on the trips back, all the chaperones sat in the front. Everybody else, it was to the back. And it was one infamous field trip. It was um, after Bush Gardens. And all of a sudden, my roommate, came to the room with somebody and I knew what time it was. I was like, yo, as long as it ain't on my bed, we good. That, that's all I care about. As long as it ain't on my bed, we we good. But just how, how do you think the exposure of kids having access to everything has kind of ruined the mystery of waiting and anticipating to where I can get anything about you at the drop of a hat. How do you think that has ruined the viewing experience? We kind of touched on that earlier, but I want you guys to kind of expound a little bit more on that. Um, I'm not a member of this. Uh, I don't participate. But I just think, I'm just thinking now, like, if I were around this age and there was a girl I wanted to see, you ain't even got to, like, hit her up you can just go to her only fans you know what yeah. i'm saying like it's <laughs> it's there ain't no hitting nobody up there ain't no mystery there ain't no like um deep conversations trying to you know get to know somebody even though you know what i'm saying you know what the ultimate goal is but you know there was like a uh there was like a, a a thing that you would have to do. You know what I'm saying? Like you would have to get to know this person first. Mm-hmm. Now you ain't really got to do that. That's true, sadly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, man. I mean, you thought you were balling if you took a chick on a date at the EUC and you had money on your DB or your eCash? 
Eat cash, dog. <laughs> you thought you were balling big time, but hey, uh, let me treat you to lunch at Burger King real quick. I got about two hundred dollars to be. <laughs> Come on, I even take you to Charlie's afterwards. <laughs> yeah, so you so you take it to the EUC, then you take it to Charlie's, then you go over to the to the movie spot on campus, get you a couple movies. Mm-hmm. Hope the roommate gone for the weekend, and hopefully you'll be the lucky winner of you know what. But mm-hmm. I definitely agree with Joe. Me and my roommate Reyes. at first. Go ahead. Me and my roommate uh, when I first when I first came to UNCG, I had a roommate, and uh, shout out to Justin. But we already knew what it was. Sock on the door, go somewhere else. If, 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 if the socks are rocking, don't come a knock. Don't come a knock. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but those are the ground rules you have to lay down when you first go to college. Because, I mean, you 18, 17 and some, and it's the first time you're away from mommy and daddy, and they tell you 24-7 visitation. You sitting over there sore, I'm like, okay, her. Okay, she a possible. Okay, I dare not, I definitely can get with her. Okay, she has potential. You you scouting them out. You definitely mapping mapping it out, and, and don't let her stay in the same door as you, dorm as you, and on the other side too. You be over there, uh, doctor, like can I borrow some top ramen for my ramen? I I, I forget mine. <laughs> hey, that's why I love staying in the cone dorm. It was the tallest one. And you had all the girls on either side, or you went all the way to the ninth floor where it was all girls. Uh, ho- was uh hopefully some of the guys uh, at Cone had hats on their cones, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it was sure it was right. that didn't come back uh first after his first semester. There's a lot of people that came back with children, so yeah. Yeah, some probably they had that some, days. Yeah, some some probably had that booty bag already made. And the booty bag, mm-hmm. the infamous booty bag, that's that overnight gear. That's when somebody said, um, I'm gonna be gone. Come mm-hmm. on over. It has the bonnet, it has all the night accessories, the bathroom accessories, and some other things. And then she makes the walk to wherever you reside. And when oh, yeah. she on her way back, it's that infamous walk of shame because you knew something. You know, has gone down for sure. I never partake to any of this. I knew folks who did. I'm not going to say their names to protect the innocent, but I know of folks who did engage in that type of activity and some that have probably been delivered from all of that. And, um, but, <laughs> but, but, but those, those times were wild. But the one thing I hated about living in those dorms, the walls were soft. So if it was getting going, you, oh, you can hear it. you can hear every little thing. Mm-hmm. And and I had to do like, keep it down. I'm trying to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then, then you then you see them outside the bathroom the next morning, all hugging and smiling. You get that look like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you do. <laughs> That's you. That's you, my man. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, so back to movies. What's your top five snacks to sneak into the movie theaters? Now, if you never snuck in snacks in the movie theater, it'll be to where somebody has to have a large purse. And y'all stop at a fast food establishment or a convenience store, stock up, because ain't nobody paying no money for no high-priced concessions. 
at the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Mitch. You got this. <laughs> okay. So I snuck in two piece and a biscuit. From where? From Bojang Bojangles. Bojangles. Okay, I was about to say. Bojangles with with the drink. With the drink. Oh, with the drink. That pink lemonade had to come too. Mm, give you a ten. Um, <laughs> you know, you you throw a couple of Chick Fil A sandwiches in the in the purse. I, I, you if if it's fast food, I done snuck it in the any form. I done slid pizza in there. One time, I I snuck nachos in and got the cheese from the front. What? <laughs> my man was stealth like a marine. Yeah, I, I said, man, I dropped my cheese. I need another. <laughs> but he's passing me a couple cheese. Oh man, that's hilarious. You might pay twelve dollars for them nachos. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's too funny. Uh, I'm an icy guy. So I'm not going, you know, take in my own drink because I got to get an icy. I'm mad they got rid of the blue raspberry because I usually get the blue raspberry cherry mix, but now I do the cherry Coke mix. But that's side point. Snack wise, because, you know, I'm, you know, I've been with Mitch where I've, you know, brought in a sandwich or two. But normally when I come in there, I'm not super hungry. I'm snacky, if you know what I mean. So I'm getting uh, <laughs> Reese's Cups. Uh, it was one of my favorite Skittles. Um, Lifesaver gummies. Um, what else? Uh, ooh. The way they call it in uh, Britain is uh, chocolate sandwich biscuits, a.k.a. Oreos. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just to hear you describe Oreos, make it sound like you would serve at a five-star Michelin restaurant. Can I get two of the chocolate-covered chocolate biscuits? Sandwich biscuits? Chocolate sandwich biscuits, please, and your fine cow juice. <laughs> <laughs> it with your pinky oh, up you and stuff. You do it like this. But but yeah, you know, I'm I'm normally snacky, not hungry when I go to the uh to the movie theater. So Mm. yeah. I think for me, especially if it's like a Saturday, if I can get like a a spicy Chick-fil-A sandwich, I'm good. But the creme de la creme for me, when I rarely can get it or when I can get it. Is if I can get me a good old rodeo cheeseburger from Burger King and go see a movie, I'm good. I don't need nothing else. You can maybe give me a soda, but you give me two rodeo cheeseburgers, I'm good to be there for the rest of the day watching movies. <laughs> I want to see somebody try to sneak a Mayflower plate into the movie theater. That's what I want to see. I want to see somebody sneak in something from Mayflower. Now, if, Man, you, if you know about done. Mayflower... If you know, you know. If you're a college student, it definitely so, got you through, especially on them specials. That oh. popcorn shrimp still is uh still is on though. Yeah, the popcorn shrimp still still hit. I'm sure somebody probably snuck in the cookout tray at one point in time too. Absolutely, can't stand. Oh. All right, so why don't I set a cookout real quick? Um, favorite cookout tray, and go. Oh boy, 
my uh go-to is the big double with cheese with uh fries um either double fries or fries and nuggets but god those white those uh tater tots too the 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 white potato uh, uh the white cheddar bites those joints oh, yeah. off the chain um uh cheer wine because that's my soda of choice and uh oreo milkshake Oh, sure. All of it sounds good. <laughs> All of it sounds good. <laughs> man, the way you said that, bitch, it reminded me of um Ricky Smiley prank phone call when he prank phone called Church's Chicken. It's the old man. Yep. Like, man, that sounds so good. What's how y'all opened up? Do y'all deliver? <laughs> no, sir, don't deliver. Get somebody to pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. man alright Travis you'll go my dad will say away they some bell my daddy over there my daddy over there my daddy over there my daddy gave Alvin he's gonna get some milk Alvin <laughs> God's got some hello hello, hello. God's got some milk my name little Daryl my Oh, leave me alone. Folks, we are having a good time here. We're we're reenacting Ricky Smiley. He plays uh, a mentally challenged person named uh, Lil Lil Daryl, and uh, of course. Of course, you can't do that now because everybody's uh, and, and everything. But my go-to cookout tray, cheddar-style chicken tray, no tomato, no onion, um, fries, chicken nuggets, or hush puppies for the second side. And either sweet tea or cheer wine for the drink. And if it's Christmas season, I'm getting that egg now milk shit. Mm. Mm-hmm. Good stuff right there. Mm-hmm. Mitch over here about to go to cook out as soon as we get off the uh, off the phone. <laughs> Got me looking at the clock now. Oh, but but cook out, cook out open late. I mean, cook out then got us through oh, plenty yeah. of times in college when you found five dollars somewhere. You're like, okay, Lord, I'm gonna go to the cookout. But the problem is, which cookout to go to? Do I go to the one on Battleground? Do I go to the one on Summit? Do I go to the one on uh, Insert any location in Greensboro here? It's Summit for me. I just time. need to take some Pepto and I'm ready to go. Look, it's it's gonna give me acid reflux so bad now. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens I when you get this. older. I mean, you you tend to you tend to pay for it, you know, um, you know, a little bit later on. Um, but you know, the one thing that I have to have when I come on the visit, because me being in New Mexico, I only get to come to North Carolina back home maybe about every two years. I have to go to Bojangles. I have to get either a Cajun filet biscuit or salsa egg and cheese. <clears throat> and I'm gonna make this wild confession. Mm-hmm. Th- this year, the year of 2022, it was the first time in my life that I ever had a bowberry biscuit. Oh, whoa! I never went for the bowberry biscuit at Bojangles. I always either got the Cajun filet, the wow. uh, salsa egg and cheese, bow rounds. Or even a two-piece or three-piece. I never had a bowberry biscuit until this year for the first time. I got a homeboy. When you go to, 
who takes a, who orders a piece of sausage and cuts the bowberry biscuit into a sausage biscuit. Yo, I just did that. I did that fat boy hat where you take the yep. bowberry biscuit. You got you be doing runs like Rance Allen if you try that, dog. I'm trying to tell you. Uh oh. There you go. Either either with a bowberry biscuit hat or when the tea is super sweet. That's when yep. you know you can be you can be in Shekinah glory. <laughs> <laughs> Now I want a bowberry biscuit and put sausage in it. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 man, you, you, you got, you got to, you got to try it. You, you, you definitely, you definitely got to try it. Now, speaking of back to the movies, the high prices of concessions and the high price of emissions. Do you think the movie industry will rebound and start to see folks coming back in ways like they once were pre-pandemic, or folks are saying like, man, I got these streaming services, I got the nice sound set up at home, the nice big TV. I don't have to worry about saying excuse me to everybody. I could pause and go to the restroom when I want. Do you think that's detriment to the theaters? Or do you think because with the newer theaters that's offer premium dining and some alcohol, primarily Alamo Draft House, um, do you think those type of things are luring back moviegoers? <laughs> I think I, I think that most people that I talk to, at least in my own personal, you know, circle, they will rather stay at the crib, watch TV, so they ain't got to worry about nobody else. Because one, you know, COVID's still out here, you know, and they, you know, low key still anxious. And, uh, you know, I think that most people who are introverted, like myself, have decided, hey, like, you know, I kind of like being at the house. Now, I actually like going to the theater. Um, personally, it's it's my getaway, you know. But for the most part, from what I've seen, is is a lot of people just want to stay at the crib with their sound system, press pause, like mm-hmm. you said, go to the bathroom whenever they want to, and not have to worry about it. And like you said, the concessions is how the movie theater make their money. Like the the ticket sales, that ain't you know really going to be a lot. But as far as like the concessions go, you can go in there and spend thirty dollars on some nacho chips, and that's it. Honestly, I feel that people sh- could go back to the theater. They just got to do something in the world where they like split up the actually good movies that are going to be on streaming that people would probably want to see on a big screen. Like The Great Man wasn't the best movie, but I feel like that would have made a lot of money in the theaters, in all honesty. Yeah. But... You know, if people got the accessibility at home, I can't front. Take it while you got it, because you don't want to pay that much into the theaters for, like, if you're carrying your family, especially. You're going to be out of maybe, like, 80 bones just paying for your kids some food. And then they may not even be paying attention to the movie. So, yeah, so I understand people, but, you know, I feel like more than anything, you should go to the theater, even if it's, like, not every week, like, like we be doing. If you go, like, periodically just to keep your theater alive i'd say that's that'd be best people still gotta go on dates very true i mean so if you ain't and you know movie is one of the that's normally somebody's first second date you can't let that go um i will say that a lot of people i talk to like you said prefer being at home just more of because 
with with the way the world is right now, trying to save up, hold on to what little bit of money we got. And, and the fact that it's so available on TV and I have full control of my TV. Yeah. But I still, I hope it, you know, recovers fully and keeps it going. That'll be good for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, right. I want to own one one day. Travis, Mitch. I'm with it. JTM oh, Cinemas. JTM Cinemas. I, I, can, I can see that. JTM, JTM. JT, JTM Cinemas. Just like ABM, but it's JTM. Just that money, <laughs> just those movies, um, just the magic. But or you could do the cheaper alternative if you don't want to go to a movie theater. If you can still find these, I recommend you go support your local drive-in. Oh yeah, yeah. you can find there's one in Eaton, right? It is one in Eaton, but they actually wait until the whole place is packed. So you might be going to a movie for eight o'clock and it's pitch black. They may wait till. 10 30 to start their double feature so oh, wow getting on to like four or five in the morning i know me and mitch is one of our homeboys he did it and he said they didn't start driving home to like 3 30 in the morning and it was a 45 minute drive back so God. <laughs> that's kind of one of those things you gotta like pick it at the right time almost kind of sound like the time when you try to go out on college thursdays and you got at 8 a.m the next morning Oh, I did that I many. I did it all the time. That was fun. I, did it I, I, I know y'all did. I mean, y'all out these Greensboro trash streets. I was I was a responsible one in my dorm and Grogan getting my beauty rest. Like I said, I was that nerd, the unforgivable <laughs> video that the guy was talking about. And no, I did not get a chicken sandwich and waffle fries for free. I paid for mine at the EUC. Thank you, UNCG. Please, please bring back the Chick-fil-A cheesecake. That cheesecake was so hidden. <laughs> Oh, my my heart (laughs) hurts when they took that cheesecake out to me. Oh, hey, remember the Mexican restaurant that was in the little bottom part of uh, the cafeteria? It was over, I think it used Mm -hmm. to be where Spartan Grill used to be. man. But you really thought you were balling, though, if you ate at Spencer's. Upstairs? Oh, yeah. I went to Spencer's a couple of times. Yo, that was when you had some money. I mainly went there Mm -hmm. for the pizza and for the chicken. I mean the chick the chicken was banging, but remember that one time I think it was it was Martin Luther King Day or something, and they served chicken at the um at the calf. And I guess some of the students made like an uproar about it, said, you know, it's culturally insensitive. Everything. Of course, but we all know what UCG was trying to do. But did we eat the chicken? Yes, we did. Did we enjoy we the chicken? The chicken. <laughs> we yes, didn't eat that chicken. It, it was quite delicious. I mean, I stayed in either the pizza line. Or the burger grilled cheese line. But I knew the breakfast line, breakfast was always on point at UNCG. I'm gonna tell you that right now. But anybody that wants to go to UNCG, breakfast is always on point. I don't know now. It's been years. And bring you a little extra so you can bring some back to your dorm. Yeah. Oh, yo, Roy Wood, he was on <laughs> um for Monty Jones show and he talked about when he was at FAMU, right? How he had this little mm-hmm. hustle going because there was this Popeyes by the street from FAMU. And what him and his buddy would do would go right before close because they knew they were gonna throw all the chicken out. So they got a real good one, the ladies there, and they load them up with the box of chicken. And they were selling the chicken out the box. And I'm like, why didn't I think of that? Hit up Miss Winners which 
I personally right. care for, but I know some people like Miss Winners. Um, I'm a Bojangles guy, team team bo- team Bowtie. Um, but Miss Winners biscuits though. Better than Bojangles though. So good. Yeah, now especially because I think Bojangles biscuits be mad salty. No, but you but like my like, wife said my wife said the same thing. She thinks Bojangles white. I just told her you ain't been to the right one. There's several <laughs> locations that you have to visit that may have the right biscuit, the right chicken, the the right fries on seasoning. So you just ain't been to the right one yet. It's just like trying to find Mr. or Mrs. Right. You just ain't found the right one yet. Just like you ain't even found the right Bojangles yet. <laughs> yeah. But but real quickly before we get out of here, guys, I want to talk about the new golden age of black television. We experienced that firsthand in the 90s for shows like A Different World, Fresh Prince, Martin, Living Single, and how you kind of experience a resurrection of that with Atlanta, Insecure, Rap-ish, Black-ish, and all the shows in that universe, All-American, All-American Homecoming, and how we really seeing a rise in Black storytelling thanks to streaming and other viewing options to where stories can be told directly to the consumer without having a network suit say your show is deemed worthy of being on our channel Mm -hmm. so what's your thoughts on the current state of black tv and storytelling and anybody can take this question there's several that i love um special shout out to robin thede uh, with uh, the Black Woman Sketch Show, um, Abbott Elementary. Oh, yes. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, I am so, I love that show so much, man. Um, Rap Ish was awesome. Um, Insecure, um, you know, took me so many different places. Um, and that's really great storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlanta, obviously. Uh, I mean, there's so many, like, that I can uh, keep going on and on and on about. But yeah, those are my main ones that I like really rock with like that. Yeah. So Joe, when you were watching Insecure, were you in two rooms? One for you and one for your emotions? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I'm a very emotional guy. <laughs> man, yo, I was looking at your sweater. I'm like, is that the Carl Thomas so emotional sweater you get on? Man. <laughs> All I, I need mean, to- all I need for it to do is to start raining and then I'll start singing and crying, but you won't be able to tell yeah. I'm crying because it's raining. Yeah, yeah, bro, when is the army album <laughs> dropping? Dog, I mean, I mean, you got the full-on R&B ensemble right now, man. You got the so emotional <laughs> sweater. You know, you got the dress. I mean, I, I mean, I feel like I'm about to listen to some PM Dom right about now, man. Got a drift of memory bris for uh, sure, man. But yeah, man. But insecure, great show. I need a we got y'all hoodie. Um, Atlanta, yeah. great show. Abbott. Shirley Ralph just won the Emmy for Best Supporting Actress for Abbott and Quinta Brunson doing her thing. You know, she was on season one of a Black Lady Sketch Show. I like a Black Lady Sketch Show, but I think for me, sometimes the sketches can be a little hit and miss. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, I I love the, the way it's going. Um, with with more stories being told from 
our perspective and we're having more control of of our own stories. Um, rap ish was my was my junk, you know, city girls, the up before story. Um Abby Elementary, yeah, all that. It makes me more excited for what's coming. Um, because I know this is only the beginning. And with us being able to be more in control and tell our stories, it is nothing but excitement, pure excitement. That's Perhaps. definitely true. I can honestly say that I love that it's a lot more variety than what we used to have, especially when we were younger, because it used to be just comedy, cop drama, or a hood hood show. And like like all or the reality stuff. show. Or reality, yeah. The special reality. Like I'm liking that everything is completely different. And even if you want something like the hood stuff, it's out there and it's honestly probably gotten a lot better, especially like stuff with power, the shot. Mm -hmm. A lot of the stuff's gotten better. Even if you want to go into like supernatural or even weirder stuff like the old show Tyler the Creator and them had Loiter Squad. If you want to watch weird stuff like that, it's out there. If you want to watch Eric Andre with his weird stuff, it's out there. But if you're wanting to just watch something that's like really cool and real chill, it's just up to you and you got a lot of variety. Especially if you want to watch that new Kid Cudi series that's on Netflix. That's all animated. You can watch that too. And I like that availability that we have now. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I want to ask bonus question for the life of me. Can somebody explain what is the big deal with anime? I mean, I tried watching anime when I was in middle school. Um, Pokemon for two weeks, Dragon Ball Z for maybe about two days. I couldn't get into it. So can somebody explain to me why anime is so big among some of us? Joe, sounds like you're the expert. Please take it away. Oh, yeah. Enlighten I got me. you. I got you. To quote T.I., enlighten me. The thing me. is, enlighten me, right. Pokemon, uh, Dragon Ball Z, great starter animes, but they're like what you consider like Let's say, like, you want to go get some real Mexican food, right? But you decide to go to Taco Bell. Like, it's still good, but it ain't, like, you know, authentic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that ain't, I mean, it's anime, but, I mean, it's, it's, it's you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah like, it's like, yeah, it's anime, but is it really? But, like, for me, like, Naruto, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, Bleach, um, Gosh, fairy tale, uh, Hunter Hunter, like Death Note, bro. Like these stories are so amazing. Like when when you get into it, it's so intricate that it'll suck you in, man. Um, I was showing Travis some uh some of Naruto because he was just like you, like you know, he just kind of threw away anime with Dragon Ball, and I'm like, bro, Dragon Ball is is i mean i'm a fan of it don't get me wrong but it's campy and it's not really like the anime that i love so mm -hmm. i got him on some of uh the the um fourth ninja war because he was watching when we were watching and he was like i wasn't expecting this that's because what you what you see on the american side of anime is like this much but when you can actually start watching things in sub and like really kind of understanding what's going on like these stories are amazing you'll fall in love with these characters um and one day you might be running like a ninja with your arms behind your back too <laughs> and, and daughter her 
and the, the Shari Gucci. <laughs> Johnny Ripper. Sorry. Mitch, understand, man. I'm oh, just telling yeah. you, like, start Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. After that, watch Death Note. And then you'll fall in love with anime and you'll start looking at different ones. So once you're done with those, let me know and I'll yeah. give you some more suggestions. Okay. I'm sure Mitch got you too. All right. All right. I'll, I'll definitely have to take your word on that. And before we go, gentlemen, any shout outs you want to give and also plug the socials for Candy and any other projects you guys got coming. Word, word. Travis? Yeah. Um, we're all on every single social media as Candid at the Movies. Our YouTube channel, Candid at the Movies. I can't remember how our Twitter goes, but we on there every now and then, you know, not too serious. <laughs> Check us out on everything. We on TikTok more than we on Twitter. But yeah, um, my socials is Travis Moyer Design. And yeah, we got a private screening yeah. for Black Panther. <laughs> oh, yeah. So excited yeah. about that, man. My um, Come follow me on Instagram at boss underscore a underscore Nova underscore 86. That's boss Nova 86. Um, yeah, we're we're doing a private screening for the Black Panther. I'm super excited about it, uh, getting the word out. And uh, yeah, this will be our first event that we're doing as candidate in the movies. Yes, yes. Um, Instagram. Young underscore Tony underscore Snow. Uh, you, you'll see me out there. I don't post too much, but I'm out there. Uh, like I said, like they said, Black Panther pre pre show. We got you. Uh, private theater. Let's 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 get it out there. Um, candid everywhere. Even candid for kids. We got that. We're working on everything. We got new stuff coming soon. Yeah, so you definitely know. be on the lookout for all the content that they get Travis laughing in the background. You can catch this interview wherever you stream podcasts and also wherever you listen to your podcast. So many websites to mention. I'm not going to list them all. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give a big thank you to Mitch, Trav, and Joe from Candy at the Movies for coming on Beyond the Album Cover with a special collab. Thank you guys for coming on. And anytime you guys want to come back, say word. Thank Word. you. Thank you for having us. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir.